Hi, and welcome to the Just Riding Along show. Hello and welcome to episode 27. Tonight's episode is brought to you by nothing. I got that's, nothing. That's right, nothing. Uh, we have a action-packed show for you tonight. We have a good number of listener questions that Andrea found from Instagram. We have a little bit of writing that I've done, at least recently, that we can talk about. And I think that I have done since we recorded last. Suddenly, I have no concept of time. <laughs> Maybe you should look at your Strava or something. I don't have... I, I, I don't think you discussed riding on the last show. We went We went for that really stupidly cold ride last oh, time. Oh, I went on a pretty good ride after that. That's right. I rode my mountain bike after that. And it yeah, was you good. rode with Parker, right? Yeah, well, don't spoil it. Jeez. Oh, sorry. That's what let I me, do. Let me get that mouse so I can read off all these Patreon folks. Yeah, we got... So I kind of made a little bit of a push for Patreon. Um, if you would like to join our Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. Though we will never make pay-to-listen podcasts. So if you can't, we totally understand. Or if you just don't want to and you're like, yeah, fuck off, I'm going to listen. And you can just suck it. That's okay, too. You know, we appreciate it if you listen. And if you're on the fence, in the next six to eight weeks, you'll be able to buy things from us. That's all I'm going to say for now. Sure. You'll be able to buy things from us in the not-too-distant future. But back to people that have been supporting us, that is Will, Tom, The Real Matthew, Ty, Scott, Phil. I wish that guy's middle name was Ma. <laughs> um, Parker, who you'll hear from again in this show. Nick, Nick, good old Ben from Mountain Bike Radio. Michael. Lead out sports who are in fucking Australia. Who knows how much ten dollars cost them? Fourteen. Oh shit! You know it's right there on the screen. God, I'm an idiot. Uh, Josh, Josephine, Exotic, Jeff, Jamie, Jake, Gordon, Garrett, Evan, Bill, Alec, Aaron, and then at twenty dollars we've got motherfucking Troy Laffy, Six Pack Outdoors, Ryan Plum, Mike, Harley. That's new. Brady, Brad. Anthony, I think that's new as well, and Affordable Trail Solutions. So with that said, we should probably kick this show off with new shit you definitely hate. Oh, I want to give another a patron a shout out. Um, Garrett, who we, we occasionally repost his art, episode-inspired art that he makes, he made the logo i sent him this really terrible terrible tracing it was like if you were blackout drunk in the dark with a crayon and a wet napkin right i sent him that and said can you make this into the face of a cow elk and put it into a ripoff blm sign you know like blm bureau of land management if you could make a ripoff blm sign with this terrible tracing but make it look like a real animal and he did it in a day basically he sent we went back and forth a few times and i was finally like oh yeah that's perfect exactly that's exactly right so thank you garrett and you all will see i'm sure you know he just will i guess get inspired by random things that we talk about on these episodes and we we usually repost it because it's really cool stuff that he does Okay, new shit that we definitely hate. 
I have a question pertaining to <clears throat> donations in Australia. So do we have like a contingency plan in place, like at the capital, um, for what we do for the day that the Australian dollar is worth more than the US dollar? Is it just like we put the we put our flag upside down and <laughs> like so well, that would know. be just people are running around in the streets signal. Just people going crazy. An upside down flag would be a distress signal, so I think that would be seen as a I think you would hang it sideways. I don't know. Why would it matter? Well, anyway, I think that we should, if we don't have that <laughs> contingency plan in place, I think that we should prepare for that day because things are crazy. And uh, yeah. I'll call the president in the morning. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. It's on my list. <laughs> it's on, <laughs> it's on right. my list. Let's handle new shit that we definitely hate when it comes up as a question because that's how it's going to come up later in the show. So I'll like reserve that for that. Okay. Well, uh, there is a new shit that I don't hate, and it is that new moots. The gravel. ESC. Okay. I didn't remember. I couldn't remember the... Uh... No, it's awesome. ESC, which is short for escape. Oh, okay. Because it's their all-day super adventure bike, Mad Max style, tie fucking everything, not suspension corrected, drop bar, 29, mountain crank, fucking... Holds a 29 by 2.4 tire so a real sized mountain bike tire not just this like well you might be able to shoehorn in a two inch mountain bike tire and yeah it's it's like a mountain bike no this holds a real mountain bike tire i will say with utmost uh confidence the fenrir is better all right it holds a 2.6 and has a suspension corrected fork. Yeah, yeah, the, that's the, I just but I just like that there's more of that sort of thing happening where people are finally like, well, let's stop doing half-ass wannabe drop bar mountain bikes and make something that's act- aside from the non-suspension corrected fork, make something that is very much a mountain bike. My only hold up is it's going to be I think that maybe Curve makes a fork that would fit that bike, a carbon fork. Right, right. I remember that. They they make the Walmer bar, and then they make that non-suspension corrected fork. I just remembered that. Right. Yeah, I had forgotten all about that. I've only worked on one titanium mountain bike fork before in my life, and it was Boost by 115. And we called the manufacturer and was like, hey, man, like I don't think that this fork is boost they're like oh yeah the forks shrink when they get welded up you just gotta spread it to put the wheel in and it took three of us to put the front wheel in so <laughs> which which bike was that on was, um, was that one of the custom ones at the shop in Memphis? nope oh, okay. i'm just we're just gonna leave it at that I'm just gonna oh was it just gonna keep moving forward here one of the one just of the... just just keep moving forward here okay <laughs> so I'm just not sure. Why don't you want to talk about it? I would just uh, <laughs> prefer that we do not. Okay. So I, I I almost love that bike. Well, that's okay. It's just a, it's something that I like seeing. And yeah, it's it's maybe not exactly what you or I would pick if we just had a bunch of money to drop on a tie drop bar mountain bike. But I'm glad that it's out there. What else is going on? Anybody? Can you do anything? You've been riding your bike? Or no, you I've done cold. I've done nothing. It's cold. It's cold. All right. Uh, I rode last Thursday, and I think I rode the trainer a time or two in between then, and then I skied today. 
And last Thursday, I rode with Parker, and I said he would come up again in this show, and uh, he'll come up again again. He's going to come up three fucking times. It's going to be amazing. This show is going to be a, a a great show because there's going to be three things about Parker. Four, because I had a dream that his dog and some coyotes and crows had a terrible encounter, and it was Okay, it was this wild. is worth being a little off topic. So we have... Parker, who has a dog named Juniper or June. Yep. And then another mile away from us, upriver, we have a friend who just not too recently, but has a small child, baby. She's a year and a half. Yeah. A toddler, also named Juniper. So Matt tells me about this dream. He said, I had a dream that Juniper was fighting a coyote. So in my brain, I start visualizing a toddler just going ham on a pack of coyotes and winning and no it was because the night before parker had sent me a picture of his dog in rex specs which is adorable and i was thinking about his dog and then i had a dream about the dog and coyotes so with that said uh parker and i rode mountain bikes on thursday and it was a very weird day for me that morning i got up and fiddled with my bikes and Nothing just seemed to be working well for me that day, and I was going to ride my full suspension bike, but the crank was off at Cork, and long story short, I ended up just saying, okay, it's time to leave to go to this ride, and the only bike that works is my single speed, so I'm taking it, and I rode a really hard ride, because it just went straight up from the parking lot on my spot rocker, and rode some new trails here in Salida. I guess you could say new-ish. It's a trail that's been heavily re-armored. There was two trails that both sucked both directions, and they built one into a climbing trail and one more for like a downhill trail, and they're both really good. They just need the snow that we've been getting and a little bit of time, and I think it'll be a really fun rip to ride on your bike. With that said, though, I want to talk about long chain stays. All right. Because the chain stays on the spot rocker are pretty long. Yeah, but you're running a gear combination that kind of requires you to have the wheel as far almost as far back as it can go no they're long but yeah they're they're, they start longer yeah they start longer and it's one of those things where i can all i understand that the gear that you run is going to have some effect on the the chain stay position based on how chains work but i'm so fucking close to being able to take another entire link out of my chain but i just can't i'm so close i'm not like one tooth away It's just, and it was really weird. I went from whatever it was to this big gear, and I'm still so close. Like, I want to run about this ratio, and I just haven't found the right. We'll do some test fitting with my crank that has a 30 tooth. Never mind. You have a GXP bottom bracket in there. I keep forgetting about that. You can no longer be annoyed that you don't remember that I have GXP and you have dub. (laughs) <laughs> because you're annoyed about it like once I'm annoyed or twice at myself. I'm not annoyed at you. It's I... wild. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just kind of odd. The only way I know how to describe it is that I'm hitting things with my rear tire not when I expect to. And I don't know how to change that. And I'm... Jump a little higher. <laughs> you know, I'm just being a smart ass. Yeah, a huge one. Also, I just want to give you a quick refresher... If Parker's riding the new Rocky Mountain Element 130-120 full suspension bike, and you're running your 120 hardtail, 
and Parker starts jumping things, <laughs> realize that you may land in a position where you don't have enough traction to slow down before the corner. And that yeah. definitely happened during our ride. Yeah, Parker likes like, to be off the ground. I was like, I'm keeping up. And then he like jumped some like little jib thing on the side of the trail. And I was like, oh, this is fucking sick. I'm going to jump it too. And then I landed. I'm like, there's a corner right there. And I'm in the air, so I can't slow down yet. <laughs> and it was awful. I haven't put my new rear tire on yet. I just haven't really been that excited about messing with sealant when it's it was zero degrees this morning in Fahrenheit. Not that Celsius bullshit zero, but real zero. America zero. So that was that. But yeah, long long rear ends. Um, Not sure how to wrap my head around it yet. I'm trying, though. And I think that 50 millimeters is the perfect amount of bottom bracket drop. I don't really know. I've been I've been staring at geometry for like the last week and a half, or actually I guess just the last week since I did that ride last set Thursday, and I've just been all about it. So, uh, let's see. What do you want to talk about, Andrea? I was just kind of looking at stuff that's been released in the last week. There's some new fulcrum cross country wheels that are kind of interesting. Uh, you know, I did talk to. Not really talked to. I had an exchange with Knox. You know, a I don't while know. a is, while back we talked about how Knox just hasn't updated their lineup in forever. Is this a public conversation that should be had? Yeah, yeah, I think so. They didn't tell me any kind of secrets at all. Like they were very vague with what they said. They posted a picture on their Instagram after not posting on Instagram for a very long time. Uh, they posted pictures of some new graphics on their wheels, which looks really cool. And I just replied, do you have anything in the works as far as new rim profiles? We've been talking on our podcast about how the current lineup is just getting a little old or something like that. I mean, the entire lineup for the most part is from, what, 2015? Older than that? Yes. Older than that, probably. 2014. I mean, we're getting almost 10 years old. the... The something or another. What was that rim? The XCR, the X- I think. R. XCR, yeah. Yeah, so, and I, I messaged them and said, yeah, are you, oh yeah, they said, what are you, what kind of new thing are you looking for? And so I messaged them and I said, you know, there's a lot of stuff coming out in cross-country weight, 30 mil internal, and it's really cool. Are you going to do anything like that? And I also mentioned, I was like, and the three zero moto is cool too, but it's way different. You know, it's, it's a different rim with a different purpose, but mainly what is, we like this 30 mil internal lightweight rim. And they basically said they have no plans to do something like that. And just reference to that, the Farlow will still be available in the lighter weight layup, which is still like a 400 and something gram rim and builds up into a 1600 gram plus 1600 and change with yeah which, torches. which isn't crazy heavy but it's not the 13 no. 1400 gram let me jump 30 in 30 mil internal stuff that we were kind of lusting over but it's so easy that that wheel at release date was replacing a 27 internal 2000 gram wheel yeah so it was amazing at release date yeah exactly it was and it's you know quality wise those rims are wonderful i think we can all agree that that's true, but like Kenny said, that lineup is from approximately 2015, and stuff's just gotten better. Hopefully, you know, I'm sure whatever they release is going to be cool, but it's unfortunate that 
that particular specification. Or they just trolled their or they just lied to me tits because off, yeah. yeah, like I, I could have said exactly what they're going to do, and they're like, "Oh shit, no, no, we're not going to do that." Hopefully, that's the case. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? Oh, I just saw on uh, one of the cycling media outlets that Mondraker is doing plastic-free, one hundred percent recycling, recyclable packaging. That's cool. But yeah, other than that, I haven't, I haven't done anything that cool. The hell is that? Oh, that's like it looks like an e-bike or some shit. No, the the workspace that they're showing, there's like oh. at least six repair stands, <laughs> there's, and there's no there's tools. Socially distanced work stands. There's okay. no tools. It looks like a shop that hasn't been really put together yet. Like a, they just installed these stands. I think these are the electric stands. There's no tools though, and there's no tools at all. It's a perfectly white room with a spotless floor and some work stands, like the. However many thousands of dollars it has cost. I think that you just jam the, you rip off the little pieces of cardboard and jam those into the hex heads and you can build your bike with that. Yeah, sure. Do not do that. You will die. <laughs> do we? That's, that's really all of the new shit that. What about, what about uh, questions? Do we want to do those? Yeah, we got lots of questions. Because I really want to go to bed. Because the <laughs> other thing that I did today is I cross country skied. And I'm not very good at it. So it uses all of my muscles. And now I am tired. Right. Yeah. I've been tired. So I've I've been, just to skim over what I've done in the last week, I have just been trying to kick ass on JRA, on promoting our Patreon. If you're a member of our Patreon, I've put up a post kind of outlining like just the stuff. Because our you know, I want our patrons to know what we spend money on. And I put a very general list of stuff just general the expenses of hosting a podcast and having a website and all that fun stuff and did you know if you make a column called miscellaneous that's where you can hide all the chicken nuggets glitter and dildos (laughs) i didn't tell them about that but we really appreciate our patrons i've spent the last week trying to really promote patreon and we got some new members and we really appreciate that I appreciate the old ones, too. Yeah, and the old ones. We appreciate all of our listeners, though. And have been making video content for our YouTube channel. I did the AMA that I did a request for a few weeks ago, Ask Me Anything. We answered a few of those on air, just the ones that were more, I don't know, that were just made more sense to answer on the podcast. And... Then I got on the trainer and I did some VO2 max intervals while I answered the questions that were more Andrea type questions. And it's it's a fun video. So this week I released the free hub service video. Next week you'll get the Andrea does VO2 max intervals and answers your questions. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, so you guys want to do listener questions now? How does that work? You are answering questions while you're in the midst of a VO2 test? Yeah, VO2 max intervals, not a VO2 test. Gotcha. I kind of thought about that. Like, I thought about doing it during the ramp test, but that ramp test gets, like, pretty brutal, so. Andrea had no problem shoving a camera in my face during my ramp test, but. Matt left the house while I was doing mine. He went out to the, you went out to the the shop, I think. You were working on your suspension. Oh, yeah, and then. But she was doing those VO2 intervals and like yelling at the GoPro and I'm upstairs and I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When working. you push the button, DI2 shifts. That's It's <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. You 
Uh, that's right. And yeah, and if the battery's not connected, it won't shift. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, the battery is needed for the electronics. I'm just being a smartass. <laughs> I, I answer much more difficult questions than that, but we all start at the bottom, right? Okay, so, so question one from Beanpole Matt. Need more content about Fox Ranger pants. They're pretty good. Um, I'm finding out they're not that warm. No, those are very lightweight pants. Okay, uh, next question from Neil Belchinko. That's that's his name on Instagram, and I think a lot of people know who Neil Belchinko is. He is like Mr. Colorado Trail, and I mean Neil is like a public he, figure. He has like a supernatural ability to not sleep. I think. Well, I thought you were going to say be handsome and charming. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> okay, why folks should sign up for a mountain bike race instead of a gravel race this year? Fuck it, do both. Yeah, do both. Do all of it. I I don't think it matters. Yeah, I mean, gravel, look, gravel is real hot right now. And at it's some so point... so hot. Yeah, at some point, the people who really just got into it because it was the hot thing to do are... Maybe not going to be into it. Maybe they're going to get more into it and then branch out to other styles of riding. They might be like, oh, this gravel's a little boring. Or my gravel bike actually does kind of suck on single track, even though that's what all the marketing shows people doing. I'm going to get a mountain bike. I think if we look, if I have a crystal ball and I could look at my crystal ball and know the future of bikes, I would bet that drop bar becomes segmented again. And we see race bikes and then all road bikes or gravel bikes live next and then either gravel or drop bar mountain, whatever it ends up being called. But I think in the future we're going to see, and I think all road might sum it up more. I think we're going to see more bikes like the Domane that can hold like a 35 or 38 millimeter tire. I mean, fuck, that's what I'm running on my Diverge. I'm running 35s on my Diverge and I'm totally happy with it. So yeah, I could replace my Domane or my Diverge with the Domane. But I think what's going to happen is a lot of people that are currently owning road bikes, if they're not doing ultra fast group rides or racing, I think in the next five years, we're going to see more people riding this skinny tire gravel bike or ultra plump tire road bike and fewer people on these ultra classic race bikes and that i'm happy to be very wrong but that's just what i see happening that's my crystal ball for this yeah i mean i think there's just gonna be just like how moots is doing the bike we just talked about i think that gravel bikes in general are going to come out in so many different shapes and sizes and there's going to be a segment of them that finally people are just like, this is almost a mountain bike. Why don't I just get a mountain bike? I I think you're, I'm looking at it differently though. The person yeah. that owns a road bike and a gravel bike, in the future, I see them owning an all road bike and a mountain bike. Yeah, sure. Because if you're not racing your road bike, you don't need a tarmac. Yeah. I mean, look, mountain bike racing is great. Gravel racing is just really popular. Why people should sign up for mountain bike instead of gravel. I don't know. There's, It's easier to get into the mountain bike races right now. It's a little bit more challenging technically. You know, I think in mountain bike racing, yeah, this is just me talking about what I feel like would be advantages of mountain bike over gravel. If you are a good technical rider, 
maybe you don't have to be the most fit person at the bike race to win or place well, that kind of stuff. But I don't, I don't really think one's better than the other, and people should do one over the other. Kenny, are you guys just selling lots of like? Is it just super popular where you are? Or? Mm, no, not really. Is it more popular than it was two, three, four years ago? Yeah, for sure. We don't sell a lot of them though. The regular traditional trail riding here is so good. I think that's why it's mm-hmm. not that popular. There's not actually a ton of gravel roads here. There are, but they're either like so steep and gnarly that you wouldn't want to ride them. Um, obviously, if you're going to just have your gravel bike be your primary road bike, that's totally fine. And a lot of people do that. And you can, you know, dabble with a little bit of light off-road and, and not gnarly single track on them, of course. But yeah, not that popular. Still, the downcountry travel bikes, traditional cross-country racing, and definitely the longer travel trail stuff is our bread and butter here in Salt Lake City. I feel like that's people. I feel like that's a good segue into uh, Caleb's question. Well, no, let's just hit these in chronological because Kenny's talking about the shop. Craziest stories from the bike shop. From sprockets and tires. Kenny, can I tell you what yours is, and you tell me if I'm wrong or not? <laughs> sure. Uh, stealing the derailleur to buy it. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that's that's definitely it. <laughs> that was a good one. We've got lots of other funny stuff, but they're more like stuff that's not even like good to talk about, like actually crazy customers, you know, like threatening stuff. But that's not really anything positive to talk about. But just off the wall strange. Yeah, that <laughs> stealing a derailleur to buy it is. Ooh, that Kenny, was I got so one bizarre for, for us, for you and me. It, a bike shop experience from outdoors in sure. Memphis. Ron drop Ron riding the fork that had the giant chunk out of the steer tube. <laughs> yeah, that was extremely <laughs> sketchy. I don't even know how that would happen, how you would... He I was get... a large man, too. Like Our listeners need to understand that this man was like a bodybuilder. He was shaped like a fire plug. Yeah. He Imagine, was... and, and look, let me just set the stage. There's a feature on a trail named after this man. He because is the he color off of it, and he hit his face on the ground real hard. He is the color of nighttime. I mean that <laughs> he is calling someone African American black is not always accurate, but this gentleman's skin was black, like <laughs> the color of. What does that have to do with this fork? It has to do with setting the stage. Okay, so there's this dude. He's very, very animated, gentleman as well. Lots of energy. And by being the shape of a fire plug and not a white dude in the bike shop, he's pretty unique in the Memphis riding scene. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. And that dude just could not understand why it was a big deal that he was riding a chunk or a steer tube that had a chunk the size of my thumb missing out of the back of it. It basically, (laughs) the only way it could have happened, imagine if somebody had exactly half of their stem clamped on the top of a steer tube and then weighed 200 pounds and took it off of a giant drop and then it broke forward. Then he brought the remnants yeah. of that in and said, hey, is this safe to ride? And we're like, well, no, no, <laughs> you're going to die. It's not. And he re- he just rode it anyway, right? Like, didn't he just take the spacers out under the stem and clamp the stem lower? Or I can't, something I can't like remember, that? to be honest. I'm pretty sure he kept riding it. I'm reasonably certain he continued riding that. Um, I have one from Memphis. It's not ultra crazy, but it's pretty 
It's again going back to that. Yeah. When you got a bottle of wine at someone's house that you're supposed to go get. No, no. This is more like the uh huh. Yeah, the the di two doesn't work if the battery's not plugged in. That's right. Um, this is a uh a customer came in and they had a Cannondale like Trail Six. So to, that's like a a Marlin equivalent. You know, seven hundred dollar mountain bike at best. Aluminum stanchion fork, but like a no name aluminum stanchion fork. So almost worse than a steel stanchion Reba or Recon or something. And the dude was like, yeah, my my drivetrain skips. Now, I remember Kenny's just oh, staring at this bike. This. And the cassette is immaculate. Yes, it's shiny. You can see a reflection in this cassette. Because it's like a chrome-plated, you know, PG-930 cassette. Yeah, it's cassette. a $25 cassette. And the dude was like, yeah, I ride in the 11-tooth cog, and I got three chain rings up front. Like, I, I got easy. I got, like cruising and i got hammering and those are my three gears and i just realized like kenny's head tried popping off from like this <laughs> i was dude there just too didn't I, want I guess to, we were all three there yeah he just didn't want to understand that you shouldn't run your three by nine by only shifting the threes yeah his 11 to the chain skipped on that 11 tooth cog yeah that one was nuts i think wildest bike shop thing uh like kenny said i've had lots of people yell at me um this isn't a knock on wheat ridge but they didn't fire customers and the customers from the denver metro area that weren't welcome at other shops found they weren't told to not bring that bullshit here so we had a handful of customers that you might just uh like one person gave me a ration of hell and my boss was like, yeah, dude, my boss told me I can't tell him he can't come back, but you can tell him he can wait for the next person as you won't be able to assist him today. And I was like, cool. But those aren't fun to talk about. One time, Levi and I were, it was like dead. And again, set the stage. Wheat Ridge is two stories. And then there's like a loft area and behind the loft with a fit bays and whatnot. And behind that is the, the, uh, offices and it was really cool because if you were like getting a fit you could like hear the sales floor so it felt like ice like private but you didn't feel isolated it was it was pretty neat anyways if someone was like throwing a fit on the like entryway service counter main sales floor area like you could hear it everywhere and this dude comes in and he's like how did it go he's like i need you to install this run flat tire for me levi's like man sorry we don't do that and he's like come on you can do it no i'm sorry like store policy we don't install these and right there in front of the service like every service register had tire levers maybe every register had tire levers the pedros the little carton with the self-serve grab a pair and leva says but i can sell you a pair of tire levers they're only four dollars and the guy said man or he like starts getting agitated and he he said something along the lines of like, I don't have $4, yada, yada. And Levi's like, sorry, dude, I, you wanted us to install your tire. While we can't do that, the tire levers are cheaper than what we would charge. And he's like, I don't have any money. And he's like, sorry, like, you know, man, things just, you know, we can't do anything for free and, and we can't install those. And the dude just, he flips a switch. He lost his biscuits. His All the marbles fell out, right? The dude just starts screaming, you, and he's dropping the N-bomb and the F-bomb and the 
I mean, this is every bomb. This is back in time, and he, Obama ended up in there somehow, and like <laughs> all this stuff. But here's the important part: is this dude Levi is six foot six, and this dude is probably five foot nine. How and, close is he standing to Levi at this well, point? Well, the, the counter's in between them. Oh, but, okay, okay. You know, Levi's got long arms. He could have reached out and touched him if he needed to, you know. <laughs> but like the dude's just like starts losing it, and he's five nine, one hundred and forty pounds. Levi's 6'6", 225 pounds or something. The dude's screaming. He has his wheel in his hand, and he, like, storms out the door. And he's, like, cussing, 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 cussing. And the automatic doors. And as if you flipped a switch, (laughs) as soon as the doors closed, everyone in the building, customers, the rest of the staff, everyone, unspokenly was just like pushed, All right, back to they normal. pushed play and just like <laughs> resumed whatever they were doing because we all knew whatever just happened had nothing to do with wheat ridge with the tire levers it was all about obama it was all about <laughs> there was other things wrong and i'm not trying to make fun of this person he was already he was having a bad day already there, there was a lot of other bad day things he was having and and we just happened to be one of the many missteps and blunders in his day and and i'm not saying that he deserved it or that because it was so odd levi stayed so calm the dude suddenly flipped out and as soon as the dude the door shut flipped a switch resumed normal business it was so weird yeah i'd have to say the crazy stories that i thought of while you were talking about that is some of the tour divide bikes that we've seen and some of the mechanical blunders that made it all the way from wherever they steamboat. Ha- <laughs> I was just gonna say wherever they happened, all the way to Salida, Colorado, and you know some of it was bad setup in the first place. I we definitely and this isn't that crazy, but we got some people using you know whatever like a nine speed cassette that goes from eleven teeth to fifty five teeth or something. Lots of those that were just not working. Uh, misplaced brake hardware. So like conical washers in the wrong place, making the brake pad not line up right. Purple, the dot five instead of dot 5.1 in brakes. So the purple silicone-based stuff that goes in motorcycles and old cars. And tanks. And tanks, yeah. Oh, I got a, a great tour one. Yeah? I'm asking this lady... You need to be adding air to your tires. And she's like, I have been. And starts getting real indignant. And I'm like, "Mm, not enough. She's like, I'm running enough air. I asked her, how much air do you think you're running? And she gave me some number. It was like 27.5 by 3.0 tire. And I put the gauge on it and I showed it to her. I'm like, 3 PSI. This isn't enough. You you need to run more. Well, it seems fine. And I'm like, I I don't know that three... With the sidewalls, like the rubber flaking off of the threads in the sidewalls. That's what's so under, unbelievable. I don't know, one, how the tire hadn't burped. Two, how the tire hadn't delaminated. No, the tires seemed totally fine. But she was running three BSI. All right. Any more for you, Kenny? I can't think of any other great ones off the top of my head. I'm sure there's some that I'm I'm not remembering. Yeah, if you remember any between now and then, we can always, I think people can always appreciate a crazy bike shop story. Now, between now and the next episode, between now and then, just whenever that is. 
All right, I'm going to read the next one. Caleb Pierce, 18. The Caleb Pierce. He says, Gravel triathlons, are they actually a new thing? I'm seeing a few memes about it, but I haven't read any articles yet. So, first of all, we found the answer on Google very quickly. Yes. So, don't be such a lazy sack of potatoes. That's number <laughs> one. Number two, they are a real thing. And, and they've been one for a while, apparently. They have been a running real thing. And I'm going to let you guess where the 2022 USA Triathlon triathlon because that's how it'll be pronounced there i'm throwing you a bone what city do you think will host the 2022 world championship gravel triathlon event montgomery alabama mm, come on it's really close it's to further mountain biking. north and west if a gravel try was like mountain bike adjacent where would it be held <laughs> i don't know the mountain bike capital of the world kenny bentonville duh <laughs> yeah. So, but but in the article that I skimmed over, there are actually a few gravel triathlons that exist and that have existed. But now, since like we said, gravel is just so hot, it's becoming a thing. And you know what? I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. You know, people are going to make fun of it, of course. And it's it's easy to make fun of gravel stuff right now because it's. Are you such allowed a to run aero bars? I don't know. Probably, I would imagine so, but. I'm hoping I mean, you can that... run arrow bars and gravel. You can run arrow bars and triathlon. So hold on, wait a second. Nope, you definitely can't run them in gravel. Try. I just read the rule book. Of course you can't. <laughs> you didn't. I know. Of course I didn't. But I'm just assuming that there's going to be a no arrow bar rule for some reason. I'm just going out on a limb here because I'm being. You know, an ass. I think getting anyone who specializes in one discipline to consider or take on another discipline and be good at it. I think that's a good way to stay fresh in what you're doing and to keep from getting burnt out. So yeah, you know, get the triathlon people to get off the crazy airfoil bikes and get on a gravel bike. You know, they're going to put all of those watts to good use and maybe learn some bike handling without having to get on a mountain bike and running their face into a tree or something, you know? All right. Do you want me to read the next one? Sure. God, you did the thing where you scrolled when I blinked, and I was like, oh, my God, what's wrong with my eyes? <laughs> All the details on, or so Jason, Jason M., I'm not going to butcher your last name. All the details on the bike setup and gear choice for bike packing escapades. Is that a show question or a YouTube video? Well, Jason, I have definitely made a video about this for when I was training and getting ready to do the Tour Divide that was canceled. So I will probably repost that on the Just Riding Along Outdoor Media Instagram sometime within the next couple of weeks. I just have to pull it off of a hard drive and upload it. So there's that. Though I will say one thing that I did not have in that video that I now am in possession of, I have a JPAX burrito supreme which is like the burrito bag which is basically a tube of fabric with velcro that well no it didn't this one didn't have velcro uh, it just had a slit on each end that you would roll up and buckle and then it just strapped to your handlebars just straight to the bars and it was really useful for holding a few small clothing items 
The Burrito Supreme, the diameter is a little bit bigger. And if I had possessed this when I was doing that, the video that I will put up about my Tour Divide setup, I would Make definitely use this. And it's it's small enough that on a medium-sized bike, the if I compress the fork all the way, it does not touch the front wheel, which but it is at pretty much it's as big as you can get without it being a full-on handlebar roll that needs support and that needs, you know, needs you to run like some extra volume spacers in your fork if you're a small person so that it doesn't bottom out and buzz your tire. You know, this is, if you're doing a fast and light setup, this is a really good front roll. And I like it because of the larger diameter. I can actually put it on my drop bars and since the puffy jacket that I normally carry in there can squeeze into like a narrower section of it, I can roll it up enough that it doesn't touch the insides of the drops. And so I can use the insides of the drops and it doesn't bother me. So I, I really like this and it, it is like the one thing that I would add to the video that I'll put up later. Angry Parker says, what are your 2022 ride destination goals? Where would you all like to ride? or to meet ride within reason that you haven't yet and could check off in the coming year. So I'm going to give two places I haven't. I'm going to give one place I haven't been, one place I haven't been recently. Haven't been to Silamo and ridden since 2014. And we'll probably knock that off in the next six to eight weeks. Is that trail even exist anymore? Apparently it does, according to a few people that when I said that it's not getting taken care of anymore, they're like, no, no, it is. It's just not through IMBA. Gotcha. I thought for some reason there was like a land ownership change or maybe some private property going in or sale of land or something weird going on. Oh, I remember some someone talking about that, but no, it, it, I don't think it affected the, the actual trail system. Yeah. Uh, so I want to ride Solomon. Think I'm going to do it in the next six to eight weeks. I've never ridden in Crested Butte, and my buddy's getting married this year there, so that'll make it easy. Yeah, yeah, Crested Butte's fun. I there are a lot of desert places that I haven't been. You know, there's Saint George, which I know Kenny, you go there somewhat regularly in the winter time, don't you? I go there a lot. Yeah, Saint George is probably, I mean, of super super local stuff that's ten minutes away. I obviously ride that a lot. I'd say it's actually an even split between me going to Park City and all the places around Park City and then to St. George. Yeah, so I'd really like to go to St. George and check it out. I've never been to a lot of the trails. I went once to Arizona for the Whiskey 50 race, and that's really my only experience riding in Arizona. So there's a lot of stuff I'd like to see there. There's lots of stuff in New Mexico. Really just doing a lot of the more southern and desert type riding is you've never seen a saguaro in person have you no i don't think so but yeah i i definitely want to do some of that which i know you don't necessarily do that in the summertime and we do have a possible trip planned to arkansas for february so that's kind of our springtime escape the winter weather type of thing but i don't know maybe in the fall like late fall this year might do something desert-y. It would be cool. Around all the hunting? That won't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm just going to be hunting in September. 
All right. Kenny, anywhere you haven't ridden you want to ride? Two places for me would be Sedona. Seems to have a lot of really oh, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. God, so, it's so good. <laughs> so Sedona is on my list, and I'd like to do... I rode a couple times in northwest Arkansas, but I'd like to spend a little more time there. I know they've been just putting ridiculous amount of trails in, and I guess it's kind of polarizing. Some people like what they're doing. Some people don't. People seem to be complaining about things. Seems very bizarre to me, but it seems like there's a lot of options. Yeah. I I think it's it's cool. I, I feel a little bit conspiracy theory-ish about it just because there are some large corporations involved and that always, you know, kind of raises my conspiracy hackles. But, I mean, it's lots of trails all kind of in a central area. You know, I think it sounds like it's fun. And I've been there not super recently, but I've been there and ridden a lot of them. And they're fun. They're just not really my bag. So it's not on my you know, bucket list of places to check out. All right. Uh, do we want to do like... Do we want to do any bit any more or do we want to call it a night? Well, let's look real quick. Let's, let's see if there's something super uh, quick. There was, there was one about uh, wheels, I thought. <laughs> uh, this is a good one. The next one is actually really good because I think I can answer this one with one, with five letters, one bike bottle. Uh, Wimk says... Why did why did you highlight that? So you could see it. <laughs> <laughs> What's a good mid travel option? Not down country, not enduro, but a regular old hundred and fifty millimeter biker's bike. I think one hundred and fifty is is probably a a travel size that you'll see in a lot of enduros. Maybe not the top end pros, but I, I read this question. Then is this. Not in. I think 150 rear travel is enduro. I think 170 rear travel is single crown downhill. You can fight me. I'll die on this hill. <laughs> so when I read this as 150 millimeter biker's bike, I'm thinking they want a bike they can pedal and a bike they can fucking party on. And if I had to go buy a bike tomorrow that met those parameters, I want to pedal, I want to party, Yeti SB130. I mean it. Uh, stump jumper, short travel which is just called the Stump Jumper. You can build them ridiculously light, and you can actually pedal them. So my definition of that would be, what's the bike that you wouldn't be super mad, you wouldn't be much more mad having to ride whatever this bike is compared to an actual cross-country bike. You could ride it for insanely long distances and actually be only slightly off of what an XC race bike would be as far as pedal efficiency goes. And to me, that would be something like a Stump Jumper, which is a 130 140 bike. I haven't no, totally. I haven't pedaled a bike that large in so long. I guess it was a few years ago when I tried out that what was the big Rocky Mountain the Slayer or the Maiden? No, the Maiden is the full on downhill. Downhill bike. Okay, yeah, it was the, the one. The Slayer is the single crown downhill bike. Yeah. The new it would have been And it was a 275 bike. It would have been the Altitude no, it wasn't an altitude. It was bigger than that. It was. I'm pretty. It sure. It would have been a Slayer 27.5. Yeah, yeah it was the Slayer, plain old 27.5, not 27.5 plus. It was fun, but 27.5 just not, not my favorite thing on all trails. On one trail that I rode it on, it was fun. One trail, it was terrible. So, I haven't pedaled a bike that big in so long. Spot makes the Mayhem 150, and I'm sure that's fun. 
I don't know though. I don't want to say that because I wouldn't. I wouldn't just straight up be like, "Yeah, go get one of these," because I haven't ridden one. And the one person I know that's had one, he didn't like how low the bottom bracket was, and I, I might kind of feel the same way about it. So, I, I don't know. I, I just don't have a good recommendation for that. All right, the rest of these can wait till next time. Yeah, we'll pick up everyone else in episode twenty-eight. Anyone have parting words? Shut it down. Or, to go full circle, do you have nothing? Got nothing. (laughs) Got nothing. All right. Well, good night, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Just Riding Along Show.